Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Luke and Lewis show. It's going to be huge. We've got a banger one. We have uh, an investigation, the burrito investigation, our biggest development yet coming up at the end of the show. We interview William himself, the man who had the pool with the burrito in it, and uh, we narrow down our suspects. That's coming up later in the show. But first, Luke, what do we have? Lewis, I think it's okay. Maybe well known, maybe not. Maybe it's gone unnoticed. I think okay, we've definitely noticed it. That I've been bringing it a distinct lack of content to the show lately. Like yeah. just story wise, I, I often you'll have a great story about your cat yeah. doing a shit on your girlfriend, or yeah. or like you moving in. You had a new washing machine the other day. I feel yeah. like it's been a Lewis heavy show because I've been doing a lot. Yeah, well, formerly it was the Luke and Lewis show, but it's kind of morphed into the Luke listens to Lewis's stories show. Yeah, and for a couple of weeks, I was totally content with that, and I felt yeah. like uh, you had some good stories. But this yeah. week, I've done some thinking, and yeah. uh, I've had a thought. Oh, wow. I think it's worth sharing on the show. Now, I was going to okay. bring it up in yeah. thoughts, but I think it's bigger than that. I think yeah, it's bigger right. than the now, segment thoughts. I, I, I feel like just by the tone of your voice and the build-up that you're bringing, I feel this is going to be a massive dig at me. No, no, it's actually not. Oh, I guess no. I have PTSD. Okay. You know what, Lewis? Well, mate, continue. <laughs> no, I actually, now I want to scramble and try and think of one, but I actually uh, can't. Okay, well, was... how about you tell us what you were going <laughs> to start with the show with, and then if you can think of anything. I know it's hard because I'm perfect, but if you can think well, of anything after that, give that's it, not give it the a case. shot. But, uh, I, I, I uh, had a dream the other night, Lewis. Now, not yep. uncommon to me. I had a dream about mm-hmm. beer, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yep. And uh, I had a dream where... I went to Macca's and for some reason they had beer on tap and I woke up and I was like, huh, I wonder how many years it's going to be until they have the Mick beer. Yeah. Or Mick draft or like Mick cider. I can definitely see them doing that. Because I think in some countries they do serve alcohol. Is that correct? Can we do a bit of research on that, Kellen? I bet there's some Macca's somewhere that does it. I think it's more in like uh, just because some countries have very strict, oh sorry, very loose alcohol licensing laws. I think in like the vending machines or, or like the, yeah. the fridges where you can get a Sprite or something, uh, you can in some countries just grab a beer with your meal. I believe. But when do you reckon? I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's definitely something that they might do in Australia because Australia's mm. Mac is is for the business. The global business is a testing ground. They always try new shit in Australia first. I mean, we literally on like the Swanson Street Maccas in Melbourne, uh, it literally said Maccas on the sign, not McDonald's. Yeah. That is how Australian Australian Maccas are. I have an answer for you guys. Um, yep. yep. Germany, France, Greece, South Korea, Portugal. I mean, there's oh, heaps. heaps. There's, there's heaps. Also, um, oh, they do old. serve alcohol at mcdonald's like on the menu like when you get a meal can you order it with a beer or is it separate like if you get a big mac combo i wonder if you can get mixed drinks like can you walk up and be like yeah can i get a a big mac a large fries and a mcwet pussy (laughs) you see this it looks like they serve it on tap in the cups right that's That's, oh that's weird see this is what i was imagining in my dream there's, what a sad Why? dream, by the way. I think we've all moved away from that too quickly. What a pathetic fucking thing to dream about. 
<laughs> kind of sad to be dreaming about drinking beer, but definitely beer at Macca's. Very, very sad. Are you all right? Yeah, it's sad to be dreaming about being in a Macca's anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's true. really miserable. Well, um, you but- know what this makes me think? Knowing, I thought that it would be in some countries, but knowing that it's in so many countries, now I think the reason we don't have it is because we can't be trusted, mm, obviously. I true. don't think Australia's culture could handle beer at McDonald's. Because like McDonald's is the thing you do after beer, usually. Yes. It's like the post beer. Like when you leave the place that you're consuming beverages at, you go get a feed and like a Coke or a water. And that's like a sobering up method. If they were serving beers at the drive-thru, God damn, you would not want to be a taxi driver or an Uber. That would be... No way. I mean, the McDonald's already on Friday, Saturday nights are fucking hell holes. They have security guards. I don't know if many other countries need Mm. to have like three security guards at their McDonald's. I think that might be an Australian thing. So many pigeons as well in every McDonald's in the country. Why is there always one bird at like 2 a.m.? There's never any birds during the day. By the night, (laughs) it's like the staff just gives up on like shooing the birds and they always just let them in. I think pigeons are obviously sober, so maybe that's a, a way to fix the bird problem: is introduce beer, and the pigeons will leave. Or they'll get hooked and just they'll then they'll come in flocks, you know. Alcoholic pigeons. Yeah, and they'll be flying into the windows. Mate, and... wouldn't be the first time there's a bunch of drunk birds in Maccas, hey? Hey, well done, mate. But um, yeah, that's just the. So I did have a good thought this week, Mick Beer, and I wrote in my notes at two thirty four a.m. Mick Beer. That's good, man. So what else have you got? Oh, no, that's it. That's it. I'm done. So if if you have any stories to tell, I'm happy to do another two weeks of just listening to you. Wait, Hey, Luke Kidgel, I've got heaps as always. That's good. I'm I'm always living in my head anyway. Quarantine hasn't changed my life at all. Uh, In fact, I thought the biggest change would be moving, right? But my life, uh, as you're about to find out, has remained completely the same. Nothing has changed. Um... We left the warehouse, obviously, you know, no more sketchy tales or so I thought. Uh, mate, 9.30am, I woke up, I'm in Frankston, went down for a walk to the local cafe with Jazz, beautiful morning, you know, all my neighbours are around, come out and the first thing that I see is one of my neighbours out in their front lawn, um, you know, starting their day by getting arrested by the police. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. for, Just for full doing- on... I don't, no idea. I wasn't going to ask. I haven't met them yet, but full on like hands behind the back, no, no shoes on. So he, I guess he had no idea the cops were coming, just getting arrested in front of everyone in the street. Nobody looked surprised except for me. I I walked past and I, because we were walking down the street, I didn't, couldn't see any cop cars or anything. So you know, when you're like way too close to an embarrassing situation that you've just walked in on, it was like that. I just yeah. walked past and uh, and in the front lawn, there's my neighbor getting arrested by the cops. I didn't really know what to do. So I just went, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's like the start of a movie. There's like happy music playing in the background. There's birds chirping, the sun's yeah. out. And everyone's like, morning, Gary, on your mate. And then everyone's saying hi. And then the guy's getting arrested. His face is on the hood of the car, like morning. <laughs> and then the Literally, cop's just that's like, hey, Lewis, what's up? That's yeah, crazy. I went, morning. The, the cops were like, hey. And then the guy getting arrested was like, how are you, mate? (laughs) (laughs) And then I walked back and by the time I got back, everyone was gone. So 
I don't know what was going on, but by the way he handled Man. it, it seems to be a frequent thing. Yeah, it must really just be like his weekly that. arrest. Yeah, go. Uh, when I was in year eight, I lived in Frankston. And yeah. Similar deal. I've come out of my house one day. I lived at a back unit and like, I don't know how many, but the AFP were in my front yard arresting the guy in the house in front of me. Wow. And they stopped me from leaving the house and I got to go to school late because they raided the dude's house. <laughs> he was a crystal meth dealer. Mm. Oh, like right near your house? Yeah, right in front of my house, yeah. Oh, that's good, isn't it? What a friendly neighbourhood. Well, <laughs> lucky they caught it before that fucking exploded, blew up your bedroom. <laughs> that's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Well, so Frankston's a great place, guys. Can't wait till we're doing the show out of here. Yeah, yeah, everyone's say, like, oh man, we're going to miss the sketchy warehouse tales, guys. They're still here. I was going to say, they might get worse. Like, at least that was in like a purely industrial work area. Mm. This is like, now we're in like the living quarters of just like the worst people in Victoria. You know, we're yeah. like in the suburbs. That's yep. when the real shit happens at night. You know, very rarely other than the drug deals that anything happen near the warehouse at night. It was mainly yeah, just Nang, the Nang deals and stuff. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, and those sketchy guys on motorbikes who used to hang around there a lot. And the Nazi. Yeah. Okay, it was they, pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, was, that, there were some characters, wasn't there? There was the murderer. He left pretty soon. There was yeah. the, the guy who was doing deliveries late at night on a motorcycle with fake plates. Don't know what he was delivering. Probably harmless. There was the Nang dealer. <laughs> There was the Nazi, and then there were the Russians, and then there was that one time we walked in and someone was discussing an illegal weapon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was That good. was a scary one, That was it? when I was being toured around the place. Like, they were, like, trying to get me in as a new customer, <laughs> and then someone started talking about uh, using an illegal weapon to uh, hurt someone very badly. With. <laughs> oh, yeah. we can say that now, can't we? We're not there anymore. Yeah, I some, guess so. Some yeah. guy had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they were like, so someone hadn't paid some bill, right? And this yeah. is this is just after Luke had been given the tour, and we were talking about money. So they were going, oh, so this is how much a small space for Luke would cost, blah blah blah. Money. Some guy comes in and goes, all right, so I found out where the guy lives. He hasn't fucking paid me. He's dodging all my calls. You know, I, I rocked up to his house. He wasn't fucking there. I found out where he is. I'm going to go there. If that doesn't work, I'm going to get the gun. You know, that one always works. And then, yeah. he, and then you know, the guy goes, yes, this sounds like a good idea. Okay, yes. uh, very good. Uh, and then he just turns to me and Luke and he goes, uh, we take business very seriously here. <laughs> <laughs> And Lewis and I are just sitting there like, I think you take business too seriously. <laughs> oh, it's just the most Russian mob shit ever. We take yeah. business very seriously here. <laughs> so yeah. good. Um, but that's all right. Now it's going to be more like Darrow, more like knife shit, you know? Mm. Yeah, much more of a knife vibe. It's, it's actually funny. Like the area I, I'm in is very mums and dads, but... It's like I'm in the area that I'm in is in a transition period where it's like I reckon it's 70% mums and dads, new families that couldn't afford homes closer to the city, mm. and then it's 30% Frankston originals. So I go down the cafe, it's mostly like you know, it looks like my neighborhood back at home, uh, but then every now and then somebody will just walk past, hoodie on, full on matching tracksuit, definitely has a weapon, just doing the you know, the crack walk. And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I know where I am. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's really sad. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> anyway, so um, what's next? <laughs> well, I was just waiting for you, mate. I was just, I was just letting you, you know, just take it naturally. You know, so, sometimes with the show, we do one of yours, we do one of mine, and then. Oh you no, know... but I've already said that I've done mine, and it was Mick uh, Beer, and then okay. that's it. So that's all, all right. I'm bringing to the show today. Uh, well, oh, we do wait, have. We... Uh, we had a great time on with the Patreon supporters. We had Patreon oh, yeah. movie night uh, on the Discord. We've worked out how to uh, how to have a Netflix party where everyone can watch a Netflix film at the same time. We watched Paddington Bear Two. <laughs> yes, and then we have some uh, voice chats going. And uh, yeah. look, it's I would say it's on and off chat. Like it's it's seventy five percent chat about the film, five uh, percent mm-hmm. insulting Keelan uh, for yeah. what because oh, but that. But also, Keelan bought it on himself the other night because he paused the film to go to the Seven Eleven during it and get snacks. <laughs> and then he uh, to, he's on the phone on it. He switches from the computer to his phone on Discord, so he's in the di- group chat. Everyone's going, "What? What are you doing? Where are you now?" He goes to to Seven Eleven. He goes, "Oh, what should I get?" I'm like, "Dude, definitely a sausage roll and a dare." He didn't. He made an executive choice. What did you get, Keelan? I got cookie dough. What is it? Cookie dough ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, yeah. and then yeah. uh, a chocolate oak. Right. So just That's a lot of milk, too much. man. Jeez. That's yeah. a lot of the same shit. Yeah. Too much milk in the end, I think. Yeah. Milk and sugar and cold milk and sugar. You have a um, cat in the background, Lewis. Oh, do I? Oh, hello, yeah. mate. Should I touch him? How are you going? Yeah, it's Look probably going to leave if you touch it. <laughs> Absolutely hates it. What a shit pet. I should put it in the bin. Um. Anyway, so he's giving us a live walkthrough of what he's doing at 7-Eleven. It was like halfway... a live pre-Keelan's Millens. It was like him purchasing yeah. the goods, but he didn't actually like tell anyone when he was eating it. And keep in mind, <laughs> there's, like, there's like maybe 40, 50 people listening to this. And then, you know, he's almost done at 7-Eleven. He goes, oh, this is annoying because I'm not wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> He left his house to go to a fucking 7-Eleven at night wearing no shoes. And you do that often, Keelan? I do that every night. Yeah. Every night? Lewis, did you know he FaceTimed me the other night? This would have been (laughs) at like, I think it was like 11.45. And he goes, oh, hang on, man. Uh, I've got to go because the servo is going to close at midnight. And I was like, no, 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 don't hang up. So oh, then before this, he'd already filmed himself. There was a cat, like a stray cat in his neighborhood. And Meg and I were chatting to Keelan, and then Keelan just, without notice, we're just having a normal conversation, starts sprinting. He runs out of his house, flips the camera, and then starts chasing this stray cat down the road, and he starts meowing at the cat and growling at it. And And, and what was the shoe situation? He was not wearing any shoes. (laughs) (laughs) It was very uncalled for. And uh, then I saw how close... I saw how close this service station was to his house and he'd yeah. been kind of describing it like, oh, I go down the street and I go to yeah. my 7-Eleven. It's within 50 meters of his house. It's not an outing. Like it's I understand why door. he doesn't wear shoes because there's no reason to. It's pretty much in his house. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. Don't you get petrol all over your feet? I've never considered that before. But yeah, after you said <laughs> it yesterday, I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> you think and- you have petrol feet? <laughs> Uh, and um, what's it matter? <laughs> <laughs> Sound off below. In, Tell him why it matters. The walk back across the road cleans my feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how bitumen works. 
You reckon everyone, everyone working on an oil rig, after they get done digging up oil from the crust of the earth, they go, oh, no worries, I don't need a shower. I went for a walk. <laughs> oh, oh that's good. So Patreon movie night was a laugh. Jump on the Patreon. We're going to be doing these pretty regularly, and uh, we got a Discord community. It's all it's popping, and, you know, shouldn't really be telling you this because they are secret. It's a secret mm. podcast. Comes out twice a month. If you want two extra episodes of Luke and Lewis every single month, Patreon's the way to do it, and you support us during these uncertain times. You know, you got to, I mean, you got to stimulate the Lewis. economy somehow. Lewis. What? Shut the fuck up. Oh, Secret sorry. podcast. Sorry, All right. It's there. I guess bad. it's there, but shh. Sorry. Hang on. Let me just mind wipe everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lewis, we yeah. would started discussing it before the episode, but I, uh, we decided to leave it for on air. Uh, Keelan yeah, said. Whenever we start getting into an argument, go, wait. All right. This is good stuff. Let's save it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keelan said, hey, boys, have you got the COVID safe app yet? Uh, which is this new app that's... Absolutely not! Whoa. Now, I haven't... Like, okay, I don't think anyone's surprised. I obviously haven't done a lot of research into Mm -hmm. this, okay? That's not my thing on the show. My show... Like, my thing in life has always been winging it, whether it's a school test, whether it's life in general, this podcast. Look, I know that there's a lot of security concerns. People are worried about... The government seeing where you are. The, the way should, the app works. Should we works explain is, what it is first? Yeah, is the way the app works. Oh, well, yeah, you explain it because I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> basically, there's an app that the government has put out called COVID Safe, and uh, it uh, tracks you everywhere you go, and uh, that data is stored by the government. Uh, basically so that if they find someone has coronavirus, they can plug the that radius of where that person was into the app and then the app will go, hey, you were near this person who has coronavirus, come in and get tested. Um, and, and that's how it's pitched. And then everyone basically is supposed to download this app so that we can help control the infection. And then once coronavirus uh, finishes, the government can then use that to repress our rights and kill any dissenters. Mm. Now, Lewis is like a 50-year-old man in a doomsday bunker, like often. Mm-hmm. And that's fair enough, and I understand yep. why people have security concerns, but mm-hmm. uh, yelling absolutely not at the top of your lungs is excessive. You could just say, no, I'm not going to download it. I uh, think <laughs> that if you download it, you're a traitor to the people. Well, I-, I think that the government should never have any information I think we like should be that. calling Keelan FN2187 then, because he's a fucking traitor. He's absolutely downloaded <laughs> That's a it. good, good reference that there, That's a good mate. Star well Wars reference. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Force well Awakens done. fan. Yeah, um, I downloaded it because I was trying to be a good citizen, and then I saw all the stuff online about it. Okay, but I'd already seen all the stuff. Research. No, you want to know, you know some shit, bro? You want to know some shit? So, so basically, I'll let I'll be, play devil's advocate for a moment. People go, oh, why don't you want to give your location to the government? You're already giving it to Facebook and businesses and this and that. It's like, yeah, okay. Does Facebook have an army? Does Facebook have 30 guys with rifles ready to raid your house at any moment? But what are no. they going to do with that information? Like, what are you hiding? Well, like, your uh, life sucks, man. Like, you just go to the supermarket, someone else gets arrested. Like, you yeah. don't have any, you never do anything illegal. And like, I'm sure neither does anyone living in North Korea, but the government changed. 
If you give if you give the government the ability to do this shit, that's all fine now, and we can definitely trust them now. But the problem is government changes, and the minute you start giving them uh, the idea that they can do this, that's when they start going, oh, why don't we just use this for crimes? Why don't we just use it for this? So the government said that they're not... They, they don't they don't have access to any of the location data and they're not going to use it for this and that but they haven't passed any laws that say they will only use it for covid they haven't said that they're going to get rid of it when it's no longer needed and the worst part i think is the government isn't storing the data themselves the data is being stored with amazon with amazon's cloud services so the government is basically trusting all of their citizens' data to fucking Amazon, like a, a, so business, a business from another country that is subject to another country's law. So that in the US, but the, there's a law that came out in 2018, uh, the Cloud Act, which means that the American government can uh, force any business from any country if they have offices in America, Amazon, to give them all of their information that is stored um, for for any reason. Right, so, but still, what are they going to do? Like, okay, even if they knew where you were going every day and where everyone was going every day, yeah. what does that tell them? That well, people that go to the them, shops? That tells them who you hang out with. That tells them what you're doing. If I have a criminal friend and I go and see them, all of a sudden I'm a criminal as well. Right, but if you have an iPhone, they could probably work that out anyway because you text them. But that would be... That would be illegal if they uh, if they got it by illegal means, or they could get it by isn't that legal how they solve means. Crimes anyway, like they just yeah, but hack that into kind of stuff. Shit? That kind of stuff would require a warrant. Whereas if you uh, have, I don't know, fifty percent of the population signed up to this app, and then they have your location, and then all of a right. sudden they go, they change a law that goes, oh, we can just use this app to track yeah, location yeah. now. You know what yeah, I mean? Okay. So I heard that. This was like two months, oh, maybe not two months ago, maybe like a month ago before this was even yeah. suggested in Australia that Singapore had this app and everyone there downloaded it and like no one had a problem with it or something. Yeah. But was their one done differently or does everyone over there just I, not I think, care? I think their one is, is even better in terms of tracking than ours, um, but they trust the government more. I think, I don't know, I think that it's good to have a government that you trust, but governments change, you know? I don't think Australia is going to become like North Korea, like you said earlier. <laughs> That's a big call. I don't think there'll be many governments after this that come like North Korea. Yeah, but, you know, I bet Germany thought that. Then bloody Franz Ferdinand cops a bullet and we get Hitler. <laughs> Shit changes, man. That's what I think. Yeah. But maybe I'm being paranoid. I could be. I just think that, I just think that giving but governments nothing the like idea that, could happen. that they can do this. Hitler, bad. like, it, uh, this is like really off topic now, but that whole Hitler situation that happened, the Holocaust yeah. wouldn't have happened now because of the internet and stuff. People would have found out what they were doing way quicker. It wouldn't have happened. It just wouldn't mm, have. Maybe. I don't know. Like that shit only happened when like someone sent a pigeon going like, bro, there was heaps of shit happening. Like, Yeah, but it's happening in China right now to the Uyghurs, you know? It's like... That shit wouldn't happen unless the government was evil. Now someone would nuke the fuck out of them or something. Like now it will be. It might be even worse now, but that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like it, think, World War Three will be horrible. 
It'll be like chemical warfare. Yeah, I don't know if there will be a world war. It'll like be like there the, was. It'll just be like the uh, Cold War, where it's like an underground yeah, kind of that's like what I think. where governments are at war, but the people aren't. Uh, that's what I think. I don't think that any like a world war. Would that would have to be so fucking drastic for that to happen because everyone will just blow everybody up and everybody knows that. So you can't really have as direct conflict as you yeah. used to be able to. Do you reckon one you know, day we'll have to band together like in all the films and fight an alien invasion? Remember when, when we were just talking about the COVID app? <laughs> and well, now we're like, <laughs> we should probably us, fight aliens. <laughs> that brings us to our next topic that Keelan's prepared for the show. You know, Keelan's brought something. Oh, no, I told you to bring it to the show. I just suggested the idea. Okay, well, oh. I also know about it. I was just I was just trying to make Luke feel bad. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. Mick Beer was great stuff. I think Mick we got a, was good stuff. We, we got a lot of people sounding off going, oh, man, imagine if Maccas did have beer, you know? I wouldn't mind a Mick Beer. Um, so the, it, by the, the way, it would be really, just to get back on that, it would be really watered yeah. down shitty beer. Oh, you can just tell. Yeah. It would be like, it'd be like Carlton Draft, but like, It'd be like 2% beer. It'd be like oh, low strength. Yeah. It'd be like water. McBeer. So, um, oh, shush, oh my God. isn't she a fucking asshole? You try and be nice to her. She hisses at you. Um, so the Pentagon, right? Luke, you might be interested by this. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying Your to cat touch my just keyboard. Trying to attack you. <laughs> I'm not doing anything to Lewis you. Lewis is getting to assaulted by his cat. Incredible footage, man. What your cat is an cat. asshole. You, you know really what's, are a shit cat. Your girlfriend always uploads. So, okay, you know what's great? I, did I talk about this in the show? Or maybe I was talking about this with Keelan. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that uh, on camera, like on this show, you are so anti-cat. You're like, yeah. I hate the cat. It sucks. Absolutely. Then yeah. on, on Jazz's Instagram story, man, I've never seen a more pro-cat Lewis and I think that's a front. I think the real you is this. I think when Jazz is not around, you li- you literally almost punch the cat then. You know <laughs> what? You know what it is? And she always um, does polls saying, does Lewis uh, love the cat or hate the cat? And everyone always <laughs> says loves it. Like 70% mm. loves it. And I always say hate because I know you. you. Yeah. And I appreciate that, man. You're the only one who knows me. You know... When Jazz posts photos of me loving the cat and being nice to the cat, that's who I want to be. That, and that's who I... Not, not even me. That's who I am. That's who I want the cat to be. Yeah. Right? But most of the time, the cat's an asshole, so I'm forced to hate it because it's yeah. a bad pet. Yeah. And you should be grateful, but you're not because your brain is too small to appreciate what I do. Jazz is doing the girlfriend thing of really trying to, like... Uh, create a false image on Instagram uh, about your relationship with the cat. And it's easy to do because yeah. all you got to do is get one still of you sitting on the couch holding it when yeah. really, and all you have to do is mask, Photoshop out the scars on your hands and the yeah. pain in your eyes. And all of a sudden yeah. everything looks happy. Yeah. Every, every one of those stories that she posts is about 30 seconds before it tries to take my eyes. Out. It's propaganda. And I honestly, yeah. Jazz, it needs to stop. <laughs> I'm happy to start some anti-cat propaganda on the Luke and Lewis one. Uh, if you, yeah, yeah, maybe I think I've got photos in the archives of scars that you've sent me from it. I'm happy yeah, to do okay. some anti-cat propaganda if I can dig up some photos. I mean, yeah, first post can be the cat trying to kill me for touching my keyboard. There yeah, we go. Great. Uh, <laughs> so, 
what we wanted to talk about, Luke, is the Pentagon has confirmed for the very first time that UFOs exist and confirmed four of them. Wasn't this uh, Tom DeLonge's thing? Tom DeLonge posted um, about this on his Instagram. So the lead singer, yeah. the ex-lead singer from Blink-182, he now runs a company called To The Stars. And I only know yeah. about this because he used to be like my, my one of my favorite people when he was in yeah. Blink. And now he's just and, like... And then he started a company called To The Stars. Yeah. And he's like just... Uh, he, he went on Joe Rogan and he looked like a fucking maniac because he probably is. And um, anyway... He, he's posted these images in his Instagram, so I think he's the one that submitted them. I think he sent them in. Does it say that in the article or not? I think the Pentagon would not. I don't, I don't think the Pentagon is relying on fucking Tom DeLonge. <laughs> I know. Information. Uh, uh, these videos were leaked by the news. Yeah, he said the Pentagon just officially released oh, no. the videos. What the fuck? Just saying. <laughs> what? That's true, Luke. Blink One Eighty Two singer found confidential information f- from the Pentagon. Yeah, he's like Julian Assange, but aliens and drugs. He literally is. He's given up uh, telling dick jokes on stage and singing songs about high school. Finally, what the uh, fuck? Yeah, dude, he's full alien that. Like he's super into it. So wh- what? What are we watching that- here? That's more mind-blowing than aliens being confirmed is that Tom DeLonge hacked the fucking Pentagon to get this footage. Dude, he wrote a uh, song. Hang on, my camera stopped. He wrote a song about, uh, years ago, Aliens Exist, man. He wasn't kidding. That's crazy. Yeah, all right. Play play this footage. So this is the, the footage that the Pentagon has released. So is this like clouds? They are have we watching no clouds? idea what these are. This is... The blob is a UFO. But is that clouds below it? It looks like yeah. a rat. How strange. Unidentified aerial phenomena. So obviously the guy in the plane, is he like a fighter pilot? Must be. It says it's from the US Navy though. US Navy. 2004 so, and 2015 they were filmed. So these must be gunships tracking them. Uh, I don't know. Although these look, these look high. I mean, this is the problem whenever you see footage of UFOs. It's just a blob in the sky. Like, I, I don't know what I'm expecting, but I'm expecting oh, to no. see some eyes. Maybe, yeah. maybe... Uh, that one looks yeah, like that... a stereotypical UFO. Yeah. But nah... That one looks like the artist. That just looks like a plane. Saucer. Yeah, but if you look at it no, the other but, way, it could be wings on a just a plane, but I guess... Well, they, the, if the Pentagon is saying that it's not a plane, it must yes. be. Because surely they would know exactly what a plane is, unless it's some kind of plane that no one knows we've invented yet. So what what is the world supposed to do with this video and with this information? Are we just supposed to watch it and go, cool, I remember Blink-182, and then move on, or... Like, what, what's the purpose of this footage being released? Why release it? What, what, what are people going to do with that grainy footage? It's like watching videos of Bigfoot. You know what? It's probably just um, to stop people fucking calling them and going, oh, why aren't you investigating UFOs? I bet they're just sick of being told they're covering shit up. And they're like, you know what? Everyone knows they exist. Why are we hiding this? Right. So then, yeah, but do you reckon they... It'd be fucking great one day if they didn't tell anyone they were going to announce something. They just released 
photos and all this shit of like, we've known about this for 50 years. Check it out. This is Graham. Yeah. He's an alien. He's our friend now. <laughs> you know, that would be great. Oh, everyone's like, hi, Graham. And then Graham becomes like this novelty. Sorry, my camera died. What's your problem? <laughs> All right, I'm back. You just get harassed again. Yeah. Oh my god. What is she? <laughs> All right. What? For audio listeners, Lewis is uh, having no, a one-on-one duel. Yeah, I'm saying for audio listeners though, Lewis is having a one-on-one duel with the cat, and uh, it's hard to see who's the victor at this point. I think the real uh, victor is here, uh, me. It proves that Lewis hates the cat, and I'll be definitely using this in my propaganda campaign, that bit of footage. Yeah. There's lots of footage here. Keely I reckon I could, I could, right. yeah, like right. whip up a compilation of you, uh, make you look like the villain. Like, you, Lewis just harasses this cat. <laughs> mm. You could really spin this, but I do know it's the cat's fault. Definitely. Um, you know so what's frustrating about the cat is when we adopted it, Jazz adopted it, while I was on tour, didn't consult me, just sends me a photo of her and a cat in her room, and I was like, well, fuck, there's nothing I can do about that, but at least <laughs> it'll be a nice pet. Uh, Wait, the, so the she woman... just bought it without permission? Yeah. Well, not that she needs permission from me, but it would be nice to be, hey, I was thinking of, what do you think? Oh, um, true. I guess at the time it was her cat. Like, she's like, I yes. want a cat. Yeah, but... I guess now that you live uh, together, mm. a second pet would have to be like a, 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 a you, you got to talk about that before you bring yeah. another animal into the house. Are you allowed Definitely. to have a cat there? Uh, no comment. Great. That's what I thought. <laughs> but, but the laws change in July. So we're just banking on no inspection before then. Yeah. Um, I think it's three months anyway. I think so. So yeah, the woman that Jazz adopted it from said in the text, Oh, she's such a sweet cat. She's so lovely. Liar. <laughs> Definitely liar. Absolutely. Um, Probably just wanted to get rid of it. Well, I think so, because she was like a... I think she was a Chinese woman, and she was going back to China. Um, so she was going to live in an apartment like she did in Australia. So she definitely could have taken the cat. She just decided that this asshole wasn't worth the paperwork. And you know what? <laughs> I agree. If I have to fill out a form to keep this cat, fuck that. I'll just leave the door open. I think my uh, ring light finally just died. I'm having the shittest luck this episode. Yeah, my camera really just are. died. And then I think I watched the bulb in the ring light just blow. Like it well, went really bright and now it doesn't turn on. <laughs> well, what we're going to do, guys, is uh, we're going to continue the burrito investigation. Quick recap about this. Uh, a listener, William, emailed the show. Uh, he found that someone had uh, thrown or placed a burrito in his pool. It was completely intact, other than a bite that had been taken out of it. We asked you guys, the listeners, to send in uh, videos of you throwing a Guzman and Gomez burritos just so we could get a, a vibe of how far you could throw one of those because uh, the thing about William, he's surrounded by five houses. So there's five different suspects in this investigation to find out who put the burrito in the pool or who threw it. Um, so we decided to give the man a call and uh, run him through some of the videos that have been submitted. Now, Luke, how many videos were sent in by the listeners? Okay, we had a total... Of out of one hundred percent of the videos that were submitted, yeah, um, we got 
Well, uh, I'm trying to word this in a way that sounds impressive. We had one video that was submitted. <laughs> one video from the listeners. So can I just say to all of you listeners, all the thousands and thousands of people, <laughs> mm. I'm disappointed in you, right? We're, yeah. we're really excited about this. Apparently, you guys don't, you know, you don't have enough commitment to this show we had to more... go out there and throw a burrito in public, and that's we... disappointing. We had more people invoice us for their burrito costs than actually mm. send in the videos, which yes. means people bought burritos, threw them, and didn't film it like we yeah. asked them to. They just threw it and then went, why was I throwing the burrito again? I and then, then they just go, anyway, that's $10.50 on the drain. I'm going to invoice the boys. And that's absolutely not what we said was going to go down. But, yes, yeah. that is what happened. Um, so we had but one one on bit of data side, to go off. On the plus side, right, if we, we only have one video to measure how far a burrito can be thrown, this means that 100% of every burrito video that was sent to us has the exact same measurements so we have some really clear metrics to work with here it's the data is very very clear a hundred percent of all submissions came back with the same results so i think yeah. we have a good idea of who threw the burrito yeah it's absolutely is the word, right word unanimous like there's no yeah. arguing that uh okay so <laughs> it was pronounced, by, pronounced unanimous it's absolutely not okay <laughs> i gave and it a shot I apparently try apparently last week i pronounced <laughs> Uh, what was it? Did, was it dead all? Dead all yeah. wrong? And then apparently we were both we were both pronouncing uh, croissant wrong. Croissant. According, according to someone in the comments, or neither of them can say croissant. How do you say croissant? I don't know. Maybe maybe Australians well, say it well, weird. So. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the results were clear. So if mm-hmm. and if there's anyone in the sound off section that goes, oh, but but hey. Should have sent in your video. We are going off this data now. The rest of the investigation is entirely reliant on this one bit of data that we got because that's the only data we have. So it's pretty hard to argue any other, oh, but I thought, hey, you didn't think because you didn't do anything. Okay. So thank you to very much. Was it Jackson who sent in the video? And uh, boy, oh boy, he went to a lot of effort, really went out in public, Flagstaff Gardens in the city, And he also, we had to cut this video down a bit. He also sent us a complete summary of the data and what it can show. And he drew a diagram as well. Which is really good because it turns out we're only using his data. (laughs) So that was very helpful to the investigation. So what we're going to do now, earlier we called William, who's uh, the supposed victim uh, in this uh, investigation, who uh, who found the burrito in the pool and sent us the initial email. And this is how that call went. All right. (laughs) Hey, William, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks. That's it is good. an absolute pleasure to have the Burrito King on the show, the man who started this investigation. And today we hope to get, well, maybe not to the bottom of it, but a lot more answers and definitely closer to finding a suspect with you. Here's what we want to know is, Will, yep. I don't want to start this out in a negative way, but I just want to more get it out of get it out of the way and clear your name there's a few it's, people this that is are purely a formality mate but it, <laughs> it doesn't is. need to be covered there's a few people in the sound off section and a few investigators out there suggesting that you might have done this yourself oh <laughs> how do you respond to those allegations look i could not be more offended by that why how, how would i go about 
doing that, you know, to my own pool. That's true. <laughs> a man wouldn't do that to his own pool. He Although, would. does your who maintains the pool? Your dad or you? Uh my dad mostly. Yeah. Jeez, it's not looking good for you, Will. Here, it's, <laughs> it seems like you'd absolutely do that to your pool. <laughs> Will, if, if I was to say right now, oh mate, I'm just heading down to Guzman and Gomez. What would you like? What would you say to that question? Oh, well, <laughs> I'd say a burrito. Yeah, I'm oh, very, very suspicious. <laughs> I know that incriminates me. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 you know, this isn't looking good for you. This was a formality, but it's starting to look pretty dire, William. <laughs> so I think I have a pretty good piece of evidence. Well, none of the uh, Guzman and Gomez uh, open until 10 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. around my area, and the breeder was found at 9.38 a.m. So I couldn't have gotten it in the morning. Okay. All right. right. Well, the man, the man has an alibi, which I'm inclined to believe. So we mm. might have to close this section of the investigation, Luke. Okay, that's fine. I'm happy to move on. Uh, I've got a few other theories that have been uh, sent to us to run by you, Will, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, Chusty DJ on YouTube said, what if the burrito came DJ. from the upper floor of Will's own house? I did see that comment. I mean, uh, it's... Possible, but unlikely. Because you, you've already done an inside check. You checked everyone's phone. No one had Uber yep. Eats installed and stuff. No okay, I believe that. Yep. Um, th- someone else uh, commented, not sure if you saw this one, did a bird do it? Well, I mean, we were thinking about that at the start. But to be honest, it was a large burrito. And yeah. there were no claw marks in it when it was in the pool. It looked That's like a sandstone thing. brick. It was quite smooth. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine that a bird's big enough to actually pick up a burrito without it falling apart. I you see. don't have any eagles in your area? Uh, unfortunately not, no. Okay, all right. Now, yeah. uh, William, we did have a listener go out and um, test the, the burrito throw to see how far the burrito could be thrown. And we feel like because obviously you live in your house, this might be a bit enlightening to you. Keelan, can yeah. we pull up the footage of the burrito throw so William can have a watch? So this, is, this was 100% of all the usable submissions we got. Uh, so therefore, <laughs> this is the only data that we have. Uh, a few mm. people just started invoicing us and didn't film themselves throwing burritos. One guy on Instagram just sent me measurements and I assume it was to do with the burrito throw. He just yeah. literally sent me a message that said 14.1 meters. And I was like, what the fuck is this <laughs> regarding? <laughs> so this is the only usable evidence we have. All right. I've got a regular pulled pork burrito from Guman and Gomez, or the fuck you pronounce it. Let's give this thing a throw. It's <laughs> right on the other side. Let's measure this shit up now. So he gets out his tape measure. Ruto travel distance was 12 metres and 13 centimetres. So oh, 12 so- metres and 13 centimetres. Is your pool within 12 metres and 13 centimetres of neighbouring backyards? Um... Only two houses are within the Ooh, hey. So that narrows, narrows it down. down. Which it houses? Uh, it's house... Oh, do you have a document? It's house one yep. and house four. Right. Okay. And I'm we'll also put these documents up on the screen here as well. Well, I'm also it? thinking of drawing a little diagram so we have it visually as well. Uh, uh, wait, yep. did you <laughs> include a diagram on your uh, investigation? Uh, I did, yeah. The Google okay. Earth one. Great. I'll, uh, I'll maybe have a look at that after this call. Draw up a quick diagram for the show and mm-hmm. uh, we can all just kind of get a visual. And does that show tree lines in there as well? 
yeah, I put the marker where I assume that we would have thrown. Yeah, okay. You put the trajectory. I see. So uh, we're looking which which house is this house one and house four? Yeah, those are within uh, twelve ish meters. Okay. Jeez, mate, you live in uh a very nice area. These are giant blocks. House one looks like a mansion. <laughs> like, yeah. I've got one problem with the piece of evidence though. He okay. had this wrapped in a foil, didn't he? He did. Yes. It was a bare burrito. But it was still intact. Yeah. Uh, well, this changed. Wait, your everything. one wasn't in foil. I think we all just assumed it was still in its packaging this whole time. I thought I mentioned it. No, there hell. was no foil in it at all. It was just bare burrito. But it was still intact in the pool. It was still completely intact, apart from that one bite. Yeah. What? Was what? They, what? Did they eat it with glue? How did it stay together in the pool? That's miraculous. That, that makes me think that it was a very small throw. Possibly the one from House One. Or perhaps even a bit of a place. Oh, you're not suggesting <laughs> that. Well, well, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I don't think I could throw a burrito anywhere without it exploding in the air. You know, Here's who the cares thing. about it? About the yeah. impact? I think it would fall apart mid-air. I just look. I don't want to accuse Will, but at the same time, what? Yeah, the only thing that really is going in your favor at this point is there is no possible reason for you to make this story up. There's no motive <laughs> at all to make this up. It's it, you don't. It doesn't achieve anything for you to just lie this far. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only yeah. kind of reason why I believe you. But all the evidence is heavily stacking up against you, Will. <laughs> Well, well, I just have one question as well for you. Obviously, um, as we all know, you know, I'm a detective, so is Detective Kidgel. Um, Something that we know that criminals do a lot of the time is that when a big crime is committed and it becomes, you know, headlines like it has on the show, often criminals will return to the scene of the crime. (laughs) Have where have you been since this incident happened? Have you been at home? Well, obviously, assuming the quarantine lockdown and everything, right? It seems very like a, suspicious. It's like a very convenient excuse that you are legally not allowed to leave the scene of the crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Will. Okay, I've got one more. Let's let's suppose for one second that you're not the the main suspect, right? All right. So we're Jack, pretending. Yeah, Jack Young uh, has come in with a few thoughts, and he said. G'day, boys. Uh, have some thoughts that could play a big role in the burrito investigation. You mentioned that the burrito was most likely thrown when someone was drunk during the night. Now, if said burrito catapulter was intoxicated at the time of the incident, do we need to consider that this may not have been the target house? He's implying that Will's house was just caught in the okay. in a like it was a, caught in the middle of another burrito war that was happening in your neighborhood. Do, do you um, think, I don't think it's likely that a drunk person yeah. would miss. It, yeah, that does make a bit of sense. But I mean, I yeah. how just could have done it. So maybe you were just caught in the crossfires of a neighborhood feud and um, now we're, well, I don't know. It's just something to consider. Now th- th- there's another, okay. There's two more. Uh, he said, there's also a possibility that this could be in a chain of burrito conflict, meaning that, uh, there could have been one of the neighbors could have thrown the burrito into a different house, and then the second house could have offloaded the burrito into Will's house uh, just to get it out of their backyard. 
So there's a few really good theories that we hadn't considered here. So it, it does seem likely that House 1 could have thrown it to House 4, and House 4 could have picked it up trying to throw it back to House 1, but it would have only... That's, that's true. So I, I think at the moment the two prime suspects is House 1 and yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the only evidence in the document which we've got on screen here... Um, the only evidence in favour of House One's innocence is that your grandma had a chat to one of them and said that they're really nice. But the problem with that, Will, is that piece of evidence in favour of innocence is in just about every one of these houses. I put to you, William, that your grandma is just a very nice lady and I think she should be discounted from this investigation because <laughs> if you like your grandma, that's just a normal response. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I. I... You're... I wouldn't want to betray grandma, would I? Right, but well, I'm, okay. I'm not saying she's not a nice... I'm saying she is a very nice person. Yes. So, like, has anyone met your grandma and gone, oh, she's a bit of a bitch? Has that ever happened? <laughs> uh, no, none that I'm aware of. Exactly. Mm. I think the fact that your grandma does well, get along with... I think that makes with... it a lot worse for House One then. Yeah, because it shows that your grandma's such a lovely person that she even gets along with the neighborhood drunks as well <laughs> because she probably feels bad for them. She'd fucking pity me, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I would say maybe, Will, is it fair that your grandma is just nice to everyone and that we should rule her out of this investigation? We'll, we'll rule her out on the uh, fact that she's too nice. Okay. All right. So, it's, it. so right now, House House One has a lot of evidence stacked against them, and now we've ruled out the evidence in favour of their innocence. So it's looking like it's either them or you. <laughs> now, with with most investigations, we do need to move on now to a trial. I think we've gathered a lot of evidence. Uh, William, you are being charged with uh, putting a burrito in your pool, and we're also charging House One as well because. <laughs> This is how the justice system works on the show. If you can't really narrow it down, charge everyone. Yeah, and you see just what start. Happens. Often, if you if you're a long time listener of the show, often we just start accusing any party that is was even yeah. there at the, on the day, and uh, yeah. you were there the next morning. So I guess that makes you automatically guilty on this show. So, <laughs> no, he's being charged. We have to have a trial. Soon. No, but how do okay. You plead? Uh, we did watch Paddington 2 last night in the uh, Patreon Discord and I would like to say that uh, similar to that film, we would like you to try and prove your innocence. Uh, Paddington <laughs> has to prove his innocence at one point in the film. It's actually the whole film. And um, <laughs> I would say that maybe is it worth you visiting House 1 and I'm not saying accuse them, but maybe just bring it up to them. Have you actually brought it up to any of your neighbours that you discovered the burrito? I have not. I was hoping we could talk about uh, how we could, you know, message him and get in contact with him. Like right. the idea before with the paper over the fence. Right. Um, so you didn't I, actually I, I want would, to go to I their doorstep? Say, I would say... Not you, really. Um, you could just say, hello, could you yeah. Is that I a think method? Will was more looking for like a paper aeroplane over the fence situation with a note <laughs> that does, attached. That's probably more efficient, yeah. Well, maybe. Can, can you do a note? All right, yeah. Do you want to... I can just out? chuck a note to house one and be like, yeah. what should it say? I'm, or maybe just try and guilt them into confessing. I know what you've done. And then maybe 
uh, a piece of pulled pork on the note or something like that. I have an idea. A paper plane is a good method of transportation, but how about you just attach your note to a burrito? <laughs> that that's yeah. like a revengeful. That's a hate note. Then I could yeah, uh, wrap true. it in uh, the burrito, like the burrito wrap. <laughs> true. <laughs> maybe no make burrito. The, yeah, maybe like make a paper mache burrito and chuck it over the fence. Or I put to you, William, a notarito. Yeah, so I I think we'd settled. You make a notarito during the week and (laughs) a note attached to it and then throw it over the fence and then let us know next week if you get a response. A notarito. Want me to. Yeah, so just get a note and then wrap it in another (laughs) bit of paper. It's a notorito, mate. <laughs> how do you spell notorito? You don't need to know how to spell it. You're just going to make it. I've got a notorito for you, houseman. You throw yeah. a burrito. Yeah. yeah, so just go, I know what you've done. Maybe like, did you throw the pool? And then maybe give them like a yes, no thing that they can tick and then they can toss it back. And um, boom, we may have an answer. Yeah, maybe. Okay, great. All right, well, uh, thank you very much. Very non-committal from Mr. Knight. Thank you very much, (laughs) mate. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Will. And, uh, yeah, good luck with proving your innocence because currently you are guilty as hell. Now, just before you go, William, uh, we're just going to throw it to the listeners. Uh, Sound off. Who do you think is guilty in this situation? House one or William? How are you feeling at this stage in the investigation? This isn't, you know, this isn't the end of it, but uh, we'd like to know what people think. William, what do you think the people are going to say? Well, I mean, I could just hope they actually vote for the bloke. One oh, more time, William. You you're cut cutting out? out? I, I might. Is it all right? Just sounds like you're far away from the microphone. I'm turning it up. Is it better? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I want, to, I want the public to know that Jeez, I'm innocent in this We should have done this, this at the start of the call. You have been much better. <laughs> so quiet early. <laughs> Is it working? Yeah. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. What would you like to say to the people? I'd like to say to the people that I hope you know that there's no reason for me to do this. I wouldn't throw a burrito in my pool Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it just to get on the show. I mean, I like the show, but is going out, getting a burrito, throwing it in the pool really worth it. Like, Initially, I wasn't going to send the email because I thought it was crap. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I said I thought I was a 95%. But I mean, yeah. look. True. You know what? I the initial email did have a lot of low self-confidence and that doesn't seem like a man who'd have the confidence to throw a burrito in his own pool. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, sound off in the sound off section. Let us know. Who, who are you feeling? House one or is it William himself? Let us know. Thanks you very much, mate, for joining us on the show. We'll get back to you soon about the investigation. And uh, just don't leave the state. Uh, No traveling. Just make sure you (laughs) stay where we know where you are. Oh, and also, Will, uh, say if it gets to uh, the time, if this investigation is still going and the laws are lifted, uh, would we be able to perhaps come over and do some investigating in person? I mean, if you want to travel to Sydney, sure thing, yeah. Oh, it's in Sydney. Yeah. We'll... we'll uh, I don't think international borders will be... Look, we might drive. Um, we'll see. <laughs> 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 All 
Hey, William, we're probably never going to see you, mate. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. And we're back. Thank you very much to William for joining us on the show. Uh, And definitely sound off in the uh, sound off section below. What are you thinking after this call? Has it changed your thoughts about the investigation? Do you have any suspects? Do you think we're making the wrong decision? We would like to know. You know, obviously, commenting is the only thing that we're going to get out of you guys because no one's doing anything more than that. So we would love to know your input. The, uh, The lack of, I guess, involvement on this one... I don't know. It was it was pretty disappointing, but also cannot blame everyone. The fact that we couldn't be bothered to go out and throw burritos ourselves kind of shows uh, also a bit our level of commitment to the case. But we're the head yeah. detectives, all right? Mm. We don't have time to do everything. We're doing diagrams, all right? We're, we're calling the suspects. All right, we do a lot on our end, yeah. and I feel like maybe they're, it's not reciprocated. Yeah. And so I don't want this case to go cold. Mm. Just like that burrito when it was found in the pool. That yeah, is the last thing we want. No. Well, we assume not. It wasn't a spa. Maybe we'll call William back. Wasn't yeah, it? Damn it. <laughs> Probably doesn't affect the investigation. Guys, no. that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, jump on Patreon if you want to join the Discord community. It is fucking popping. It's growing. And uh, we're about to hit some goals and uh, deliver on some of those rewards. So thank you very much. Very, very cool. Uh, with, with Nobby leaving us, that's the only source of income we have. Uh, so if you enjoy the podcast and you can spare a couple of bucks a month, that would be really, really great. Um, and we will talk to you in a few days. Anything else to add, Lou? Um, Mick Beer. Let's make it a thing, Maccas. Great. <laughs> See ya. See ya.